Okay, so welcome back, Shady Oaks members. Again, our podcast is just for the purpose of keeping you informed about things going on with Shady Oaks. And as I told you many times before, I would like to teach you a little bit about the history of Shady Oaks. I want to help you understand some of the things that are going on with the club. But also, today's version is mostly about the golf industry. And I have uh, Chad English, our head professional, who you are all very familiar with, but hopefully going to get much more familiar with in the next 45 minutes. And uh, joined with Chad is one of our favorite, and I can honestly say one of the probably the best golf industry representatives we've ever had is Todd Jenkins with, as you would call it, Titleist. And, uh, and so, as most of you know, because many of you play Titleist equipment, we all, we sell so many Titleist golf balls and, and support the Titleist company so much, but they support us in return. We're partners. And so Todd Jenkins has been a big part of that, both with Chad English and Shady Oak. So I've got Chad English and Todd Jenkins joining us. And so to get started, I just want to start with Chad a little bit, because I want Chad to tell you all something about himself and his family that you may not know. I mean, we know Chad has three great kids. He's been married, you know, to Jody, his wife. We we all know that, but tell us something that we don't know. Oh man, that's a, that's a good one, Mike. Um, so yes, um, Jody is my wife. We've been married 20 years. Um, and then, excuse me, but you met her giving her a golf lesson. I did. Yes. Smart dude. Yes. So I was working at a golf course up in Lubbock and she was at tech, uh, nursing school. And, um, her sister's boyfriend was working for me and, uh, that's how it kind of happened and came about. She was there for the summer and was not taking any classes. So she got a wild hair and said, I'm going to learn to play golf. And so Chris, uh, who was her sister's boyfriend, said, oh, I would go take from Chad. Well, they thought, I, you know, Jody thought I was going to be somebody that I'm is my age now uh, in my 40s, not in my 20s. And so anyway, we we got a couple of lessons in and we started dating. And after that, she said it wasn't the same anymore. So. Uh, yeah. And so the result of your golf lessons is yes, she does not play golf anymore. She does not play golf anymore. It takes too much time, she says, and it's too hard. So I said, okay, no problem. So, but yes, so that's, that is how we met. Uh, we got married uh, in 2003, the year before I came here in 04. And um, yeah, it's been great. That's a whole nother podcast is our relationship, yes. but yes. Um, you know, you've got three great kids. Yep. We have twin boys. So we were married six, seven years before we had kids. We just kind of wanted our time. Uh, we weren't in a huge hurry to have kids. And so, uh, I am 46. Jody's now 46. So we're roughly the same age, but yeah, we were married six, seven years. So the twins are 13 and going into eighth grade. And our daughter just turned 10 in May, and she's going into fifth grade. And they're, we're out in Alito, and they're in the Alito School District. So, yeah, yeah. So. that's good. So, like I said, we can have a whole other podcast on our relationship. Yes, we could. Yeah. We're going to pass on that. So, yes. Todd Jenkins, one of our favorite ever sales representatives. And I wish I could say that in the most respectful way. I don't think of you that, but you know, I've always thought so much of you. but if you don't mind, you know, tell us your history of how you got to where you are today. And then if you don't mind, continue to elaborate on 
your relationship with Shady Oaks and specifically Chad. I mean, we're, we're great friends too, but I, due to my relationship with other companies, you know, I never was able to directly associate with Titleist, you know, and, but I always respect it so much. And, uh, and so if you don't mind, just take us through your career, because people don't understand, you know, what you might've gone through to get to this elite status with your company. And I know you've won many awards and well-respected by all our peers. So just take us through those steps, if you don't mind, and take your time. Thank you, Mike. Thank, first of all, thanks for having me today and, and, and hosting, and this is fantastic. I, I uh, went to school at the University of Alabama, and I grew up uh, from Indiana originally, but I grew up in Hilton at Allen, South Carolina, so I was around golf my life. And I kind of come from a golfing family. You may or may not know this, but my brother-in-law is Fuzzy Zeller. So, I did not know that. Yeah, so I was always around golf as a child, and but we lived in Indiana. I'd play a little bit. We moved to Hilton when I was 10, and then went to school in Alabama, and my sister and my brother-in-law were very uh, influential in my life. My brother-in-law was like, you know, you like golf. Why don't you maybe think about getting doing an internship in college? And so I said, okay, so... Through Fuzzy's connection at that time, Power Built, if you remember those oh, golf absolutely. clubs, right? Great orange bag. Yes, yeah, exactly. Awesome stuff. So I would move, uh, went in the summertime between when I was at Alabama, I went up there and did an internship for Power Built golf clubs. And, but also, most folks don't know that it was H&B, Hillrick and Bradsby, which is Louisville Slugger baseball bats. So I was doing things with the clubs. I was weighing bats you know i was going out to the little leagues with aluminum baseball bats because easton was really strong in aluminum baseball bats at that time and so just kind of getting exposure of everything and i remember this guy charlie albert he was the sales rep and i was like 18 years old or 19 years old he was a sales rep there in louisville kentucky in southern indiana for baseball or he golf? was he was for power bill he, okay. he rep power okay. bill but he had power, back you know as, as you know mike and, and you, chad you know as well you know a lot of reps there's some that are independent sort and they have several lines well Charlie, I think, was an independent because he had so power bill. If you don't mind, let me back up a little bit. Yes, sir. Just for one second, describe the, the difference between being a, more of a company rep yes, sir. and being independent. Yes, Just real quick. Yes, in, independent's typically going to, uh, they're allowed to uh, sell various lines by various companies as long as they usually don't compete against each other. Okay, so they're not really company men per se. They obviously pay their own insurance. They get a commission check monthly from their sales. It, and it's their kind of their, their own own deal. Where the obviously with a Titleist uh, and some of the other major manufacturers, you're a company rep, and you you have a four hundred one k. You have insurance. Uh, you know you get you know that's and you rep that line. But obviously. you kind of you chose the company route. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes. So yeah. excuse me for button in. No, but, it's all no. It's you know, good. Just, you know, it's, it's a lot of that's how it kind of works. Yeah. You know, in this okay, industry, so of course. Yeah. So I uh, was traveled around with him a couple of days and to kind of learn what he did, you know, and he was selling power built clubs. And he also had Burton golf bags. If you remember Burton. Great stuff. Right? Oh, great stuff. And I, I felt like he had like Arias or Lamode <laughs> shirts. Remember those? I mean, this is, this is 19, oh my gosh, 87, 88, probably. And, um, and I'm talking to Charlie and I'm, I'm you know, I'm not prying, but I'm kind of prying. And I said, well, and I said, Charlie, you play golf here in Louisville? Are you a member anywhere? And he goes, well, yeah, I taught him a member at uh, Hunting Creek, which is a really nice private club in Louisville, Kentucky. And 
And I said, oh, okay. And uh, I said, you married? He said, yeah, my wife and I, we have a couple kids. In fact, we're going to Hawaii next week on a vacation. <laughs> and I'm sitting here putting two and two <laughs> together. I was like, this guy's doing all right. Yeah. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. And, you know, he kind of has the freedom uh, of the road and, he, you know, he has an office in his home and, you know, and it's, he's got to drive this goofy conversion van. But other than that, you know, it's, it's, this is a pretty good gig. So I'm like, wow, this is something I could do. You know, so I thought about it and finished out my summer there and, and um, went back to school, obviously, Alabama, and then did a couple other internships. And, and but basically, I graduated and, and, and had a had a job offer, but not in the golf industry. And lo and behold, which hits home here to Fort Worth, Head Golf formed uh, a golf division, which was some former Ben Hogan um, employees, Jerry Austry. Uh, There's a guy, Butch Fick, uh, Tom Stites was the R&D uh, designer. And they hired 24 young kids out of college. I was one of them uh, and started in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, you know, and it North, had North Georgia, North Alabama uh, with, with head golf and uh, great company, great people, great products. Uh, we just unfortunately kind of got lost in the vacuum uh, of, of Callaway and Cobra at that time. You know, I'd, I, you know, we, it was funny back now we do fitting days, right? We don't do demo days. So they, the pro would always put me <laughs> between the Callaway and the Cobra guy on that demo day. And I mean, I would, I mean, it was crickets underneath my tent and these guys were just selling 10, 20 sets a day. You know, I'm like, man, this is, but it was very humbling. Uh, at, and then we started having a family at that time. My daughter was born and, and had a son on the way. And, you know, it was very, um, to go out on the road for two and a half, three, you know, three, you know, go out on the road for a week and not know if you're not write a dime of business. I mean, it was like, man, this is this world, this world, real world thing's tough, you know. And so, um, knowing people in the business, that I would be, I befriended the Spalding rep there in town. Mike Thielen was his name in, in uh, Atlanta. And back then, and as you well may well know, Spalding was not real strong green grass. And so in, it, in some of the major markets, they had a green grass focused rep. So I was that, I became that guy, left head golf, and I became that guy at Spalding for top, which is top flight, or Strata was the brand we had back then in Atlanta, Georgia, green grass rep only. I was there about six, six and a half years. As now I'm, now I'm pushing 28, 29 years old, right thereabouts. And I'm, again, just taking it all in and in, in the business. And I'm like, man, I'm thinking, you know, in, in Spalding sold, the company was sold by the Cisneros brothers. I, th I think they're out of Venezuela or something. So, but KKR bought us, uh, gosh, 98, 99 in that range there and um, paid way too much for the company. And I could see the writing on the wall. I said, this, this deal is not, and we, they made, we made some bad decisions distribution wise that really hurt us green grass and um and i started really putting the pieces together i was like you know what if there's one company i want to be with if i'm going to stay on this side of the business and this industry is titleist there's only one company to be with so i was fortunate enough to get uh the job in mississippi you know i moved to my family my uh drug my wife screaming and kicking to jackson mississippi from atlanta to be the rep in the whole state of mississippi and so, and we loved it there. We were there six and a half uh, years and uh, thereabouts. And then I got transferred to DFW uh, in 2007. I've been here 16 years now. So I would think that DFW would probably be one of the top markets it is in, now. in the country. Yes, sir. Okay. And, yeah. and you've been a big part of building no, that thank you. with your relationships. Um, so kind of passing into 
okay, your relationship with Shady Oaks and us. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. And, and Chad, you chime in too as well, because sure. I mean, Chad is an elite member of the of the Titleist staff, yes, the most elite he can be, well-deserved. Yes. Um, and so just tell us, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about y'all's relationship. And then we'll get into a little bit more about the quality of the product and why it's succeeded for so long here. Okay. So first, first of all, about your relationship with Shady Oaks and Chad. Yes. Well, I, I came in here obviously in uh, 2007 and, and Shady Oaks was a, a, a good account, not, not a great account, but, but a good account. So what would you call a good account in, in 2007? What num give me some a number? Vague numbers. Vague numbers. Don't put yourself out there. Okay. Give me some vague numbers. Uh, Forty to $50,000. Which is pretty good year. for most places. Yes, sir. Okay. Mm -hmm. And now I, we're considerably much more significant than that. Yes. Okay. But it, it's well deserved on both sides. But And a lot of that's probably due. We were probably 40000 50000 give or take, but it was mostly balls. But, golf ball yes, sales. Yes, well, but that's correct. Since 07 and mm. you and I and kind of my, you know, we've really grown the club side of things. And it's a good combination. Yeah. So, anyway, back to kind of your introduction to Shady Oaks and, and Chad and, yes. and how you've grown this account. And well, at that time, friendship. Uh, I think our relationship was always uh, very good here. Uh, but at that time, there were different affiliations Chad mm -hmm. had with another. Uh, Company. It's okay. Ben Hope uh, Company. Yep. You know, Callaway. I mean, mm -hmm. we, we don't have to hide any of that. I mean, yes, yep. we were obligated, basically, rightfully so. But I think it's fair to say that we always held, you know, Titleist. And then when you came along in the highest esteem, you know, so, you know, we, not that we, we just felt we needed to support Titleist, Nike, you know, Tom Stites was a member here, yes, so yes. forth. So, I mean, and, but, over time, it's evolved, you know, into what it is today. So, without question, and, and we we had, uh, had come to an agreement. Obviously, we're blessed to have Chad on our team as a staff member. Uh, he came on board as a as just a you know, right you know our regular staff member, which is a great honor in its own right. And then as time grew and, and as we developed our friendship and, and our business developed here, Chad became leadership advisory staff, which is. Uh, you know, a select uh, uh, amount of uh, a team of those across the United States. How many are on that staff? There's probably three to 400 in the United States. And it, probably the most elite group of staff club professionals in the country. Question. Yes, sir. You know. No, no doubt. So uh, best, best professionals at the best clubs. So um, as we uh, move forward on that, and, and, and quite honestly, uh, our company, it's uh, we make the best products, but we have really come on strong the last five or six years with golf clubs. Would you say, Chad? Oh, totally. Yeah. Very. Yeah. I agree. A hundred percent. Yes. So. I mean, we, you know, we just really have brought it on strong with clubs and we've done some great fitting initiatives here with yeah. fitting days uh, for the membership, some kind of exclusive fitting days for the membership, which is really, um, I think, got the excitement and, you know, of your membership here to partake in that and, and to be fit and, you know, correctly and, and, and learn about the product as well. Yes. I, I mean, to kind of add to the club side, I mean, you know, Tyler's kind of always had that stigma of being a good player's club. Like I'm not True. good, I'm not good enough to play a Tyler's club or, mm -hmm. um, so anyway, it, you know, it's good that, we do have a lot of good members here, uh, good players. And so it is kind of a natural fit, but we've also due to the company and designing has, you know, uh, 
come to a place where it mm. is offering things that fit your mid to high handicap or things like that. So it, it's yes. just been good. I mean, it's like everything's kind of fallen into place. And then again, I think our relationship, the trust we have, uh, the company is great to work for or work with. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's kind of been a perfect storm. So yeah, it's been great, good. Great, great partnership. Well, I think well-designed. I mean, I think that uh, there's a couple of companies that come to mind that, you know, that sort of under promise and over deliver. Yes. yes. And I've never seen anything with, with Titleist and Todd that they did not, um, you know, they always, over deliver, yes. You know, and the best they possibly could. And I know we can call Todd anytime and say we need something, something we need to help, and he helps us with it. So we're very fortunate to have that. So, so Todd, kind of going a little bit forward, you've been involved with the golf industry business for all this time, okay? And you've seen it evolve tremendously, as I have. I mean, I don't know how old are you? I'll be fifty-five next month. Okay, so I'm in about thirty days. So, so I'm, I'm I'm 61, and I and Mr. Hogan used to tell me, you can't believe what's coming in golf equipment. And as you can, if you, if you look in our video room, you see that he was working on hybrids, he was working on metal woods in the 60s. Okay, but he always used to tell me, you do not believe what's coming. Golf equipment is continuing to evolve, and you and I mean and he was right. I mean he told me about adjustable golf club heads way before they ever came out and then wow. and i don't mind saying this tom stites who's a designer for the hogan company and with head as you mentioned earlier but yes. eventually you know with nike and became famous with nike he showed me adjustable heads that mr hogan predicted way in advance and so people are thinking so far ahead of us in golf equipment design yes and so in your case, what do you, you don't have, I don't want you to reveal secrets, but what do you see coming down the line as far as unique golf designs, golf club designs? Uh, Mike, you're, you're, that's an amazing story about just the vision of Mr. Hogan, uh, you know, what he had and just, it's incredible to think about that. But, uh, you know, I know that our company uh, as a whole is always looking at new materials. Um, I know some of our concept Irons are they've they've got some various materials that really have never been put in a golf club before. So we have we have a gentleman that's that's all he does uh, is source materials. <laughs> that's his job. So how much do you think y'all spend on R and D a year? Do you have any idea? I know it's a crazy question. I would say it's got to be north of forty, fifty, sixty million dollars a year. I would think. Yeah. Gosh. I know for a fact that about five to seven years ago we had twelve. Uh, in R and D and clubs, now we have eighty in R and D and golf clubs. So the key, <laughs> the, the thing there is, is it's not just marketing; it is truly research and development. It's incredible. They the, like the the next driver is probably already done as we speak here today. It's already done. They're already probably working on the twenty twenty six driver uh, right now. So th that they're thinking out two, three, four years in advance with, with, uh, prototypes and, and of that nature. Do you think it's shaft related? And, and again, I, I know you, you, you can't talk about company secrets, but is it shaft? Is it head related? We have a, we have obviously a team that tests shafts. Uh, obviously we're not in the shaft business, so we have to rely a little bit on the, on our vendors for, for those advancements. Um, but, uh, I really think it's probably more materials 
advancements and how obviously you're restricted to a certain amount of, of the COR, correct? So trying to, you know, get and squeeze every mile an hour out of that golf club, right? Out of that driver, per se. And um, I know what's amazing to me, we have a gentleman that used to work for uh, Boeing and NASA, and he's an aerodynamic engineer. And all his duties are is to design a club to be, to be more aerodynamically efficient, a driver to be, all of our clubs to be more aerodynamically efficient. With that, we buy, it buys us maybe a half a mile or a mile more club head speed. Which doesn't mean much at my club head speed, right. to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. But it's, I, I get it. A little bit helps. Though. Yeah, but, it, you know, it gets us maybe another half a mile or mile faster ball speed, right? So uh, just so many things going. But, you know, he's obviously on the same page with the, the materials guy who's on the same page with the, the mechanical engineer, I mean, that are designing all these products. The, the bottom line, it's, it, it, it is real. I mean, it is no doubt. I mean, it, you're, the products you produce that you do say longer and straighter. Yes, sir. And we all kind of laugh about that. And, and and you go, you know, but it is truly real. Now, it may not make a difference at a low swing speed, but it does make a difference at a higher swing speed. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Uh, I would. I mean, it's everybody can gain something. Uh, obviously, at the higher club at speed, they're probably going to maybe gain more. Uh, but, you know, it's. At, at titles, there's you know there's there's the there's teams. So there's an iron team, there's a metals team, there's a wedge team. Then Scotty kind of does his thing, you know, uh, down the road with with his putters, right? Uh, so these teams are very focused on what they are doing, um, and they're they're brilliant people. They're passionate about what they do, uh, which is inspires us as sales reps to 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 give it our best. Yeah. And I'll I'll say just real quick to kind of interject in that. So I was fortunate enough to go to the ball plants yes. and go basically to uh, Massachusetts. And I mean, just the tour that we took uh, during that partnership conference, I mean, just seeing when you see the generations of people that have worked there it's in incredible. Brockton, I yeah. mean, it's just, it's like, it's, it's pretty insane. The tenure there, the number of people that have been there for the number of years they've been there. I mean, it's pretty impressive. And just seeing we kind of kid we're like you could eat dinner off the floor the ball plant because yes. it's so clean so organized everybody i mean it's just it's a well-oiled machine and just seeing the things the steps they go through you know for the golf ball for the clubs i mean it's it's very impressive and it if if anybody ever goes there i mean i just don't see how you could ever Play something different or play a different ball because when you just see the steps and the processes and just the people there and their dedication to it, it's it's it's, it's, it's special. Yeah, it's, it's special. very special. Did they yeah. make you wear a lab coat and a hairnet? Yes, yes, we had to do that as we walked. You wore a lab coat. You yes. didn't tell me that. And a hairnet. Yeah, we had to because we were touring through the ball plant where they make the Pro Vs and Pro V One Xs and the, the premium balls. I guess that's ball plant three. Yeah, made three. Three. And so when you go through certain parts of it, I guess it's the, the, the air is being purified. Yeah, something there's nothing yes, sticks to it. That's yes. true. And so you it's not the whole tour, but there yeah. are certain parts and locations of it where yeah, you had to do that. So yeah, I mean it's 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 very special. That's a that's a good word. It's a, it's inspiring. It is it really is. Yeah. You know, and to Chad's uh, point uh, there to follow up on that, there are three uh, ball plants in Fairhaven. Uh, ball plant one pretty much does cores. 
Ballplant 2 does the performance balls, which would be the true feel, uh, okay. velocity, tour uh, 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 soft, and then and range balls. Finishes out range balls there. And then ballplant 3 is the premium, which is Pro BX, Left Dash, ABX. and ABX. Yeah. I think I said Brockton. That's actually Swift Joy. Yes, that is. Yeah, Fairhaven. Yeah. Same, yeah. same state. Yeah, same, okay, same so family. I, so as I told, and I've said many times, you never know, and I, I really enjoy doing these interviews because you never know what direction they're going to take. I don't have a script. I used to try to have a script. I don't have one anymore. But you made a comment one second ago, and then I'm going to come back to another one, Todd, about the, the uh, range balls. Yes, sir. So people have this perception that range balls are 80% of a traditional Pro V1 or whatever. Yes. Clarify that. Yeah, they're, no, they're, I mean, they're, they're regulation length. Uh, practice balls. We, Mike, we did uh, manufacture a limited flight practice ball, I'd say 10, 12 years Some ago. Some places needed that. They, yes, no doubt. But, but I mean, like most clubs don't have to have a limited flight ball, and we do not here. Yes. Correct. Yes, everything is regulation it's, flight yeah. and, you know, made in the same factories that are, you know, are balls that are packaged and sold for what they sell for uh, with that, no, without question. Right. Yeah. So, kind of go back, this is not a Titleist commercial, okay. I want, but I do. I would like to hear mostly your personal take, and then Chad's on what do you think about the potential of the golf ball rollback, okay? Yes. And maybe you're talking on behalf of the company, or maybe you're just sharing your own opinion, and we can clarify that. Um, and then I'd like to hear Chad's thoughts on it too. The the, the ball rollback, yes, yes. or no? Yes. Uh, obviously, I would say no. Uh, I think the company's stance would be not to roll the ball back either, uh, but obviously we have to navigate that with the USGA. Now, I, I know we're, I'm sure we're making uh, reduced rolled back, for lack of a better word, golf balls as, as we speak. You think you're actually working on that in Without, case? Yes. Yes. And so um, I think that uh, we'll see how what happens as time passes on that. I, I know it's a, at the elite player uh, level, which is, would be the PGA Tour. Um, I don't know. I think we're, golf is in such a great place right now. And I think that um, folks come out to watch those guys hit it, you know, 340, 350. You know, I think there's some entertainment value in that. And, you know, I, I think you need to look at sometimes the golf courses and how they're set up. I mean, we just had the Charles Schwab here a month ago Month and a half, and I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, eight under won that tournament, and that course is seven thousand yards, maybe. Uh, so I, I think there's some other avenues there that you know the USGA can maybe explore and consider. So it, it's it's certainly interesting um, uh, dynamic, without question on that. So yeah, I, I totally agree. That I'm a no. I, I just don't think it's I just don't think it's necessary. Um, you know, I mean. The game is still hard, and for a while, in a lot of different aspects. And I get it; these are the best players in the world. But you know, again, like you said, there's some entertainment there, and there's some impressiveness there to be able to hit it as far as some of those guys do. And you still got to get the golf ball in the hole. I mean, you can hit it as far as you want or whatever, but you know, you still have to hit good shots. You, you're, you know, you're not going to hit every grain. The, the hole's not getting bigger. I mean, you just, you have to get it in the hole. So, and you have to have that mental ability to overcome, you know, some negatives. So, anyway, I, th I think it's, 
personally, I think it's not a good idea, but I mean, you look at it, if, if a golf course is 8,000 yards yes. and it's wide open and there's no rough, yes. um, you know, the guy that hits it 350 is going to, I mean, I, I think right. you can do something with the courses there and and, mm -hmm. and, and make some changes and evolve that way. Yes, but, definitely. I mean, I don't know, I mean, it's, again, I'm not a golf ball engineer, but if you roll it back for the guy who hits at 340 isn't that guy who hits at two, 280 is he isn't he gonna <laughs> yeah. suffer he's got to play the same golf ball right yeah. so um you know it's it's will be interesting to see what uh evolves for sure yes so kind of on the same subject todd what has been the biggest evolution in the golf industry through your career equipment wise and not just with titles but in general if you can think back on to Titleist, but other companies even mm -hmm. that have have really sort of reinvented parts of the golf club. What would you say would be the the, your, the things that stand out most in your mind? First thing I think, not to. It's okay, think, Chad. Go but, ahead. But, well, but I think, like you said, materials. Yes, that's what I think you're seeing. You know, maybe not as much right now, but. Maybe it is. I don't yes. know. But materials is kind of the first thing that comes to my mind. But No, I agree. Yeah. It's just lighter weight materials and being yeah. able to use, you know, we use a, a lot. We just talked about it earlier this morning. Mm -hmm. We use a lot of tungsten in our irons. Uh, it's a very dense material, so it allows us to make a very playable. But that's been going on for 20 years, right? It has. We, we, we use a lot of it. <laughs> so we're using 80 to 100 grams uh, per iron. Uh, in, when, with tungsten. So most, a lot of the companies that are using tungsten are using 10, 12, 15 grams. So we're using 80 to 100. So uh, again, I think the materials, uh, I just think too, in general, you know, nobody's out there, no company's making a bad golf club anymore. You know, I, I really think that. Totally agree with that. I, I just think last 20. Or bad ball. Right, exactly. I just think the 20 years of, um, I'm like, I wouldn't go that far now. <laughs> <laughs> But I just think the last 20 years of uh, uh, just manufacturing processes getting better, uh, material, exploring new materials, all of that uh, whole combination of all those things is, is obviously made the product, the, the golf clubs, uh, you know, far superior uh -huh. than what they were, uh -huh. without question. So we, we try to go about 45 minutes, and we're probably in 40 minutes or so right now, right? And uh, so just... If you look back, and I want to go back to a little bit about your background, how you how you evolved into this, um, you know, you got inspired by your mentor, one of your mentors, mm -hmm. okay. Right. But and you've how how have you kept your inspiration for all these years? Because this morning I heard you talking to Chad, and 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 you weren't making a sales pitch by any means. You were sharing knowledge about the product. But you had tremendous inspiration while you were telling them, and 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 motivation, and I admire that very much. And so, how have you maintained that for this career you've had? Well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate that means a lot to you saying that. No, it's um, true. No, thank you. Um, I just I'm passionate about what I do. I'm, I'm blessed to work for the best company and sell the best products. And uh, um, like I said, it's it's uh, just a passion and, and just wanting to win every day, you know, just want to be my best. And, you know, there's days we don't, aren't, we're not our best, you know, but I, I just try to uh, each day attack the day and, and, and be the best uh, that I can be as a, as a sales rep and, and a partner to my to my customers. Well, you've been, I mean, you've been terrific. I mean, Chad, I think you can speak about, about Todd too. I mean, we both, we've had 
we've got so many years of experience with our partners, which is what we, I feel like we call them. They're not sales reps to us. That's the, and we've got a lot of experience with them. And, uh, and there's a reason. I mean, if Todd worked for Bridgestone, who I like a lot, but I mean, he would be one of our partners, right? Yeah. He, uh, but I mean, he's terrific. Yes. Very infectious personality. I mean, he just, you could be kind of having a down day, but Todd walks in and he kind of brightens up the room a little bit and brings positive energy. And so, yeah, so it's good. I mean, I've always felt very comfortable with Todd as far as, you know, talking through things, ordering things. Um, and we've, we've had over the years, I mean, I guess we've known each other since 07. So, I mean, it's, We've had some very good conversations, yes. political, personal. Yes. I mean, we've talked about everything. So you're, and, a good, uh, you're a good friend. Yeah, I mean, we we have become very good friends. So yeah, it's been good. It's great for. I mean, again, yeah. I, as I look back on my contributions to Shady Oaks, I've always I've always thought of things as partnerships and friends. Yes. And you work yes. with people, and you develop relationships. It's it's not who works for who. You know, and uh, and I think this has been a good good combination. So, what attracted you, Chad, to want to be a Titleist staff member? Well, so I at a facility prior to coming here, um, I was on staff with Titleist, just a regular professional staff member uh, for a couple of years, and then I came here uh, in two thousand four. Uh, June of 2004, and of course, when I came here, I was no longer a Titleist staff member. I was a Ben Hogan Club staff member, which I was totally fine with. I mean, being a Texas kid, of course, always uh, respected, revered, uh, idolized Ben Hogan. So I had no issues. I'd played Hogan Irons when I was younger, junior golf. So it was not a problem for me whatsoever, as much as I liked Titleist. And then as you said earlier, Mike, you know, Calway took over. I was never personally a Calway fan, uh, but that's a whole nother thing. But I just, just never... Calway bought the Ben Hogan company. Yes. And so yes. we wanted to support that. Yes. We, we all yes. did the best we possibly could. Yes, we did. And, you know, we all played, I guess that was a year or two, a couple of years maybe. And it was fine. I mean, like I said, it just wasn't something that I loved, but we did it. And, you know, the support and the relationship. And then that kind of dissolved, um, you know, due to some things that we could probably do another podcast. Uh, it was a meeting that I'll never forget. Uh, but anyway, we'll yeah, talk. About well, you can tell them about that meeting because yeah. I think that I mean I know it's uh, yeah. I know it's on me, but I yeah. think it'll be funny. Yes. Okay? So <laughs> so Todd I think's heard this this story. So anyway, we Callaway had bought Hogan. We were all staff members, uh, the entire professional staff, trying here. to support them as much as yes. we could. We were all on staff and playing uh, Callaway product. And again, it probably wasn't all of our first choice, but it was fine. We made it work and supported. And so we had their sales rep and I guess you could say his boss, regional uh, type manager, come to us one day. They wanted to have this meeting. And At that did... time, we were probably doing $100,000 with Callaway. Yes, yes. And then that was quite a while back. Yeah, back then, that was really good. Selling everything they had to sell. Dang near, yes. And, and... and, and great for our members. <laughs> yes. We weren't, you know. Yes. And so we had this meeting. The rep uh, emailed me and said, hey, you know, he's coming in town. We'd like to sit down with you and Mike. And we're like, okay, great. Didn't really give give us what it was about, 
why you know just no agenda no agenda you know and mike and i are not big fans of that as most people probably wouldn't be and so we sit down for this meeting in the boardroom here at the club and he pretty much two minutes in says we need y'all to do more and i mean i think that's right i mean basically we, bottom, you, you yeah. know i i think todd it's fair to say i think most companies i think i'm not sure about this they want to get the most SKUs into your storage room as they can to limit other companies, as in golf balls. I, that's what I think. And I think most reps, and I'm going to ask you to answer this, but I think most of them, you know, the more SKUs you get in, the better, and you can block other companies. And that's the view I had that day when they said they wanted us to sell more cheap golf balls. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. We need more SKUs and we need to sell more. We need to and do more. And we got to be a top 10 account in the country. Yes. And so Mike looked at me, we were sitting across the boardroom table from each other and he looked at me and I could just tell, I was like, Oh, this is, this is about to really blow up. And Mike, you know, had some choice words, did not say anything no bad. Profanity. Yeah. No profanity or anything like that, but you could just tell he was like, are you kidding me? And we basically got up from that meeting and walked out and, uh, you know, of course our, our local rep was just freaking out. I mean, he was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And so anyway, it, it, you know, it was all fine, but it just, we laugh about that. Yes, it was, yes. it, you know, I mean, over yeah. my life, I've had some times where I've yes. had a little bit of a, tight gasket yes. and that one was but i can remember the look on your eyes too. yes i'll never forget but, uh, i mean that was you know i hadn't been here a long long time uh you really several years yeah several years but anyway it was not well, that's yeah. kind of funny we kind yes. of digress a little bit yes. but, uh, but anyway i know we got off track but oh so yeah so then so we progressed and yeah we opened ourselves up as a as a whole staff yes. to represent many different companies yes i know because we, uh, we the, the hogan company didn't exist right yeah and, and callaway had... didn't do right with the hogan brand yeah so we opened ourselves up yes. and you as a head professional your choice was to go back with Titleist. Yes. And, and so tell us about that evolution, well, which has been I, terrific. Yeah, so we we did. I remember us having lots of talks about what made the most sense for the membership, for the staff, you know, the club as a whole. Do we all stay with one? Do we branch out to the other, you know, have representation for all the clubs? So I know we, we had a lot of discussions about that, and we felt that made the most sense was to spend a little time with or spend, you know, have representation with everybody, but uh yeah it gave you know i did spend you probably forgot but i did spend a couple of years with ping yeah no, right after that and that was good uh i think ping is a great company um they do a lot of good stuff i would say uh, you know probably number two in my personal opinion behind titleist but you know i spent a couple of years with them their, their rep was very good uh, and got to know him very well. Um, so that's kind of what triggered that. But after a couple of years, I was like, you know, I just, I just want to kind of get back to what I feel like is the best, uh, the best company out there, you know, as far as product quality control, R and D, just everything. So anyway, that, that was what year 2008. Yes. Yeah. Eight. Yes. Eight. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Yes, but I think I think industry wise, in in you know, from a club professional's point of view, and and probably on tour as well. I mean, and, and I'm very partial to a couple of companies. You mm -hmm. know, uh, 
and I'm very partial to Titleist, which is why we have Todd here today as our first person we're doing this with and probably the only sales rep. Um, but I think you've joined the elite of elite, and I think mm -hmm. you have helped elevate that. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I'm, I congratulate both of you for your partnership. Um, you know, my personal point of view is, you know, if, if I started, obviously, with the Ben Hogan company brand, stayed with that, supported it as long as I could, and they hired Tom Stites from the Hogan company when Nike was going strong, and, and Tom Stites was a member at Shady Oaks. I felt pretty obligated to stay with Tom Stites and Nike and, uh, and and had a nice role with them. But had my career gone any different direction, I would have hoped I could have been a member of the title of staff, you know. Um, but that's why I'm really ha happy with, with you, uh, you know, being a part of it. So, I mean, yeah, and I think you know that, Todd. No, thank you. But uh, anyway, so if you had just one kind of parting message um, to our membership here, Okay, because this is intended basically for members only uh, about your brand and maybe your relationship with, with Shady Oaks and Chad. Yes. Okay. I mean, if you could just, you know, kind of share that, give, give us some comfort with the brand we're supporting and your company. I know it's an open-ended question, but. Well, I, I think it's two great brands, Shady Oaks and Titleist in, in a partnership. Uh, and. Fit. Yeah, it's a great fit. Uh, I know uh, I call on a lot of many golf courses in North Texas, um, and um, the, the membership here at Shady Oaks is just blessed to to have Chad and his team and you, Mike, right, leading this uh, this uh, great journey, uh, this great club uh, all these years. So um, it's I know Chad really. Uh, tries to really put the members first when we do fitting events and, and any any little neat little things we can do for the club and the membership here. Um, I know it's members first and what, what the membership enjoy and, and, and get out of this and, and you know, and, and, and like. So it's just been, a, I think, a great partnership uh, with, with the, you know, a great club and a great, great company, Titan and Titleist. And uh, uh, I've just been blessed to, to work with you all the, uh, all these years. And, 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 and I know Chad would have, attest to this. I know many of your members, uh, I yeah. know a, very, a lot of them by, they know you, you know, so, yeah. So it's been great to, uh, see them, uh, uh, and when I, when I come here and, and if, if I'm even not here on the Shady Oaks campus to, to see them in town as well, or at other venues or other events, uh, in, in town that member guests and things like that. So, uh, you all got a special place here and, uh, a lot has went into this, uh, over the years to get it to this, to this point. And we're just, blessed and honored to, to be a part of it. Well, thanks for the partnership. I, I will say you can't go on without talking about, you know, I, I the last time I looked, which has been a few years ago, the Shady Oaks golf shop operation, merchandise sales were over three and a half times the national average for a club of our caliber, meaning initiation fee, square footage in the golf shop, and our hard goods sales, which is golf clubs, is way, way, way above average. Yes. And we benefit from the support of our partners, but also our, I mean, I got to, I'll brag about our great staff. I mean, uh, they partner with the right people and certainly you can't, you, you, have, you can't say enough about Rebecca Butler, with, you know, without question. And She's what a great team we have, but also the members, I mean, they support us. Yes. They support it. And the more support we get from the membership, 
the more service we can give. And in turn, you've seen that grow tremendously with the amount of staff we have and hopefully the service we give to the members based on, you know, good relationships with partners like this. So, um, so I credit Chad for great choices and being partners with, with Todd, you and Titleist. And I credit you for your great work you've done with us for all these years. I mean, Thank you. again, I, I have a lot of friends that are in your same role and you're right at the top of the list. So thank you very much for joining us thank today. You. That means a lot. And um, yeah. And, and so, you know, hopefully the membership now knows a little bit more about Chad and a little bit about Todd and become better friends over time. And, and, uh, and I can't go, I have to say, thank you. I keep forgetting this, but uh, Josie who worked in the golf shop and works for the Ben Hogan foundation now and is an aspiring professional golfer uh, helps produce this for us, you know, uh, in kind of at the last minute on my request. So thank you, Josie. And uh, she won't say anything, but we do appreciate her. And uh, so thank you and uh, look forward to the next session um, of our Shady Oaks members podcast. So thank you both very thank much. You. Thank you. Chad I appreciate it. Have a great 4th of July weekend. Yeah, you bet. Absolutely.